Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, I bring in a dad to talk about DLs and daddy techniques. This week in Newsies News, tickets for Indie Dreamworld in Indianapolis go on sale Friday, February 3rd. Also in Newsies News, AB Universe is offering free shipping with every U.S. order, no matter how big or small. Speaking of diapers, I'm out, so hopefully I don't piss my pants during this episode. This week in Newsies Noteworthy Events, in New York, there will be a diaper happy hour on Tuesday, February 7th, an ABDL munch on Tuesday, February 14th, and the one-year anniversary of Pup Kenzo's Littles Party is on Friday, February 24th. In Denver, the Denver Littles Crawl is hosting two events, a munch on Tuesday, February 7th, and a baby bash on Sunday, February 19th. If you have an event you would like mentioned on the podcast, message me on Instagram or Twitter at NewsyBaby. This week in Newsies Nook, I highlight the DLs in our community. I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter saying that age players get all the attention, so I thought, why not showcase the DLs in our community by bringing in the very sexy Dad the Doberman. We talk about DLs and dadding techniques that will leave you saying, Yes, Daddy! Well, thank you, Dad, for coming to Newsies Nook. You're welcome, son. So, of course, we're talking about, you know, soft domination, but a big topic right now is DLs in the community. So what I I really wanted to ask you is, in your opinion, who gets talked about more in the community, age players or DLs? I mean, it's kind of already in the acronym, AB comes first, and then, then there's DL, and that's kind of what media perception is of our community as well is adults in diapers and so there's definitely a focus on the uh the ab side it definitely feels like there's lots of focus as far as the prints go for the clothing and just the type of clothing itself all the way down to the diapers and then you you yourself identify as a deal right oh yeah for sure my uh, my main interest in diapers is the fact that I am a dad who wears diapers and the fact that dichotomy combines together really just pushes a lot of my buttons. And so well, I wouldn't say I do not have an age play part of me. I think that's in there somewhere, maybe something that I haven't experienced as much and something that would require the right person to pull out of me, but definitely primarily DL. Do you ever get littles who see you wearing see you wearing a diaper and using a diaper? Do you ever get the phrase like, oh, you can't be a dad if you wear a diaper? Do you ever get that phrase or or no? I have genuinely never experienced that. I have gotten, uh, since I started my DL Twitter and started posting things there, I've gotten a lot of unequivocal support especially from 
80s looking from a, a, a daddy from other daddies who are like, oh, I can do that. I'm allowed to do this uh, to people who have no idea what's going on. They're just like, you're doing a diaper and that's really hot. Tell me more. Where do you where do you think that comes from? Because I do want to ask, it always feels like and I'm not saying ABs aren't sexy. They're very sexy. I think there's there's a lot of age players that are very sexy. But I always feel <clears throat> like the DLs get the get the the sexy sticker more than the age players do. Do do you feel like that's true or no, I'm totally off the mark? I think that is true, but more because DL tends to stress the fact that I am an adult in a diaper and age play is I am younger and thus our culture's ideas around sexuality can be uh, more charged in one direction. So it seems more quote unquote appropriate that, oh yes, I am an adult. And so everything here is allowed to be sexy. Mm. Do you encourage other because you kind you brought up that you have you've had other daddies go to you saying like oh my gosh you didn't know I could wear it I didn't know I could wear my diaper and be a daddy at the same time do you get do you actually get that a lot I've gotten it a substantial number of times as people don't realize that uh, kind of like for BDSM people don't realize oh I can be a a, a dom and a sub. You can contain multitudes if you want. You can mix them as much as you're interested. And it's the same way with diapers. You can be in charge but still, like, pissing yourself. So I talked to Miles, who is the director of communications at ABU, and he kind of called the the slope into AB as kind of like a slow, be a slow bleed rather than a slippery slope. Do you find that you're you know you're confident in your daddy side you're confident in your diaper wearing do you dabble with the pacifiers onesies things of that sort one of my largest interests in arctic community is the regression of the big tough masculine looking person that is then progressed into diapers or something pretty in pink or something youthful just a a clear juxtaposition of who they were and now who i have helped them become mm -hmm. and i enjoy that myself and finding people who are able to do that in a manner that i like it can be a little bit of a challenge but, but uh being confident in the hyper masculine diaper loving uh, tough dude part of me is a lot easier because society says that's that's fine this this is a way that you're allowed to do it because you still uh reek of masculinity but getting to slowly transition into an area where there's might be more judgment for it being uh younger or maybe even more feminine somehow and having the confidence to do one gives me the confidence to do the other mm. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, do you encourage, do you, in your opinion, do you encourage DLs to explore their AB side? And would you encourage ABs to, if they so feel, explore their DL side, explore more, you know, 
I don't want to say hyper masculine because that seems so wrong, but you know, I, get, I think you kind of get what I'm saying, right? An AB, someone who maybe dabbles in age player a lot more, just kind of wearing the diaper and exploring that kind of side. Oh, for sure. I think that life gives us so many opportunities to experience different things. Why wouldn't you take an opportunity to see maybe a slightly different flavor of something that you already enjoy? Like you mentioned, you, not necessarily a hyper-masculine side, but if you did something, you're coach of a football team. So you're kind of gruff and uh, scowly towards your players, but also you, you're still in a diaper. And so that's you getting to play with that idea of something traditionally masculine, but still do something that you like. Yeah. And I think it it almost makes your imagination run wild, too, when you get to mm-hmm. dabble into something that you're not used to and you kind of give yourself the freedom to play with it. Because then you're to me, my imagination starts running wild and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I can take on this persona or like, oh, I can do this. It's like getting a new toy. Try it out. See if you like it. If you don't, then you can always just put it down and find the next one. Yeah. So let's talk about trying trying new things. So a very viral photo of, of yours is putting Mr. Christopher from the podcast. Um, what's your safe word? Can we let's talk about that? How did you introduce him into the diaper? Did he come to you and say, please put me a diaper? Or did you go to him and say, I'm putting you in a diaper? Talk about that photo. Honestly, it was a little bit of both. We started talking to each other not last MIR, but the MIR before and realized that we had a lot of the same just interests, not necessarily diaper related, but as far as subdom, the versatility between that and just being the willingness to submit yourself to another person. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that context, I'm like, well, what I want you to do is this. I want you to put on a diaper. Well, I want to put you in a diaper. Okay. And he was like, Fuck yeah, let's go. Oh yeah, he begged for it at one point, for oh. sure. So there was no resistance. He like he came over and you were like, get on the bed. Uh I will say that Mr. Christopher is a very good boy and very eager to please. So anything that I asked of him, he was happy to do, but also did it with this uh, sense of what I am doing, I recognize is humiliating to me. Please give that to me. And I'm like, yeah, I will do exactly that. Yeah, you've actually, we've had a conversation before where you, I asked you, like, what is your favorite way to daddy? And you said there's kind of two trains of thought. Some littles like to be teased and bullied and others like to be spoiled and praised. For Mr. Christopher, which one did which one were you doing more? Chris responds best to the teasing and bullying. He likes a a firm hand mm-hmm. and uh, kind of the coercion aspect of it. And I'm in a, a similar place where it's nice to be asked what I would like to do, but also being told this is what you're going to do. It just hits different. And I could tell that when I would act that way, it was a little bit more, oh, I'm liking this, I'm liking this. And then the softer size didn't get quite the same response. And so kind of leaned more into, I'm in charge of you. And what I say goes. Nice. So more teasing and bullying, I suppose. 
Yeah. Do you find that when you're dadding littles, it's this game of, okay, what can I do to really, you know, push your buttons? Like, is it a game of I'm trying to figure out how to get into your mind a little bit, how to how to really let you relax and get into it? It's definitely a game because for each little, it's different. Mm. They're all into it for a different reason. While the end point might be the same thing, you're in your diaper onesie, your pacifier's on, maybe you are or not watching Bluey. But how you get there is unique to each person. Because what turns you on about it, what gets you excited, is it the fact that uh, you like the warmth of a person encouraging you to participate in something that you like? Or is it because you feel naughty about it and you want someone to point out that, oh, this is very naughty. You're a very naughty boy, but you're going to do it anyway. And then that part of you have permission to be whoever it is that you want because I am telling you or I'm telling you it's okay. Would you say that's one of the reasons you enjoy being a daddy? Just seeing that like light turn on in their eyes like, oh my gosh, you've unlocked it. Oh yeah. I was talking with a friend a while back and he told me the phrase, be the dad that you needed. And uh, that like flips a switch in my head, light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my God. I could be the diaper dad that I've always wanted. And I've been able to use that mentality of what would I want in the situation or what would I need to be asked in the situation to figure out what, uh, what would somebody need to ask me in a situation to figure out what I'm looking for to get out of it and kind of using my sub nature to create this daddy persona that has a, a better idea of what, a little might want or at least how to figure out how to get that information to then provide it. So I was talking to, with another daddy in the community, uh, Tristan, and he was saying that sometimes littles have crazy expectations. So in your endeavor to be this dad that they've always wanted, do you find that some littles have crazy expectations and you're like, I don't know if I can work with this? Oh, for sure. Everybody has their that wildest dream of, 24-7 diapers, they're kept as a little all the time, and they sleep in a, a giant playpen, and all they do is color and uh, play with their stuffed animals. And that's just not super attainable for everybody because, you know, still got to pay taxes and all that. So there can be heightened expectations because that would be nice, and that would, that's something that's fun to do for a while, but then real-life settles in i've been talking to uh a dl who's trying to explore their ab side and mm -hmm. uh, they really want to be 24 7 and they just find keep finding things that are holding them back and so uh i have had this opportunity to help them work through it where mm -hmm. we have these ideas about how to be wearing diapers more and let's talk about what kind of things would keep you from being diapered or what might stop you like diaper rash or the fact that you need to go to work or the gym and don't have a, a great place to be able to change where your privacy level makes you comfortable. And 
they're so the expectation of living 24 seven a diaper might not be reasonable, but that doesn't mean you can't be diapered three days out of the week. And that can be still be incredibly satisfying. So it's all about tempering expectations, but also and realizing where reality meets fantasy. Do you, so I, hopefully I don't get like destroyed for this, but I, some, I would say that, of all the daddies on the internet, I'm pretty sure not all of them are ex- experienced or all of that. Do you find that, because I always hear that phrase from doms, like, oh, I want you diapered 24-7. I want you eating baby food, right? You hear all those phrases. Do you find that because of maybe some unexperienced daddies, there's now this, there's a lot of unmet expectations that littles have? I wouldn't think so. So where I'm coming from is both daddies and littles are consuming the same content of daddy looks like this, the baby looks like this, and Mm. they're expected to interact in this way. And so both sides are being told, oh, that's the way this is supposed to happen. And then they kind of get their idea of who a daddy should be or how they should be treated by a daddy from what is fiction. It's, it's fantasy. It's things that we created because it like pushes a lot of our buttons. But uh, the thing about fiction is that it's, it's not real. And we meet those limitations of not only you can't like be diaper 24 seven because like diaper rash happens or whatnot, but also uh, like time commitments and uh, just various life things that get in the way. So I wouldn't necessarily blame daddies who don't know what they're doing, though obviously like that happens and you shouldn't be afraid to like, get it wrong and try something new. Mm-hmm. But when you are new and you haven't had experience on either side, it's much more difficult to understand what it is the other person is looking for, especially if you're the one that's in charge. Last question on the top of expectations. You brought up, you know, wearing 24 seven are there any other crazy expectations you've had a little ask of you there's never been anything too out there that just caught my attention and i went wow that is just off the deep end but i do get a lot of hi just the slides in my dm and depending on the day i'm like hello and then immediately transitions to, will you change my poopy diaper? And that's just a little bit of a rough transition for me. Let's get to know each other a little bit first. But And that's not even particularly rare. That has happened on a number of occasions where I'm like, yeah, this is a, a possibility each time that I respond to a person that I have not actually met before. Well, I think you bring up a really good conversation of how do you start the conversation with someone that you want to be daddied from? So I guess the question I want to ask is if someone found a daddy in the wild and was like, oh, I want them to daddy me, in your opinion, what would be the the polite way, the correct way of reaching out? I think there's two things that go into reaching out. And the first part is the actual reaching out where I respond best to when someone isn't immediately asking me for something. They're not saying, oh, I want this and for you to do it to me because then I'm like, all right, well, this is a transaction for you. And 
I don't necessarily want to do that. I prefer some kind of connection, some something more interesting about how we will relate to each other other than just this one thing that you want to get off to. So the people who typically get a response from me are the ones that hit me up like a, a human being interested in who I am, pointing out things that we have in common, as well as uh, definitely helps provide a face pic so people know who they're talking to. And then there's this uh, commitment. You're saying, I also have skin in this game. Here's who I am presenting myself to you about an interest that I have. And that that is much more human than your uh, blank profile photo and just, uh, hey, you're hot. And then the second part of that is when you find someone on the internet and you're like, this person pushes my buttons. I would love to play with them and do all these weird things that we're not allowed to talk about. And the idea that you start your relationship with this person in a place of desire and I want this. And you have to be also willing to accept the fact that this is a random person. They may or may not like you for whatever reason that is it's just like some like switch does not click when you're talking the chemistry isn't there and you have to when you go into a situation you put yourself out there also be willing to accept that you might not get the outcome you're wanting and then just trying again anyway on the next person who feels like they would mesh well with who you are so don't go into every conversation thinking like, ha, I've said hello. They're definitely going to diaper me and it's going to be an amazing experience. Just go in with the real expectation of like, this is another human being. Right. Treat people like human beings and then they will be much more willing to do the thing that you're looking for. Got it. Okay. So I've slid into your DMs. I've introduced myself. I've given you a face pick. We're talking about, you know, we're doing our checklists of my expectations, your expectations. We're kind of vibing. What are some things you like to do when you are dating a little? What are some things that you like to do? I really enjoy the teasing. Mm. I enjoy the, the gentle pushback of, well, I was thinking about diapering, but, you know, and then I get to be so go put a diaper on of course and they're like but like i don't really like need to wear a diaper and i get to go no go put on a diaper and then just this little bit like i know that they want me to tell them to uh put on a diaper grab a stuffy and put the the pacifier in and so it's kind of the uh a teasing slow drawn out of me knowing that what they're really looking for is someone to be like here you go like uh, I'm enabling you to do this thing that clearly you want, but it's not the same if you just do it yourself. Oh, so you like you like the you like the game of cat and mouse where I kind of say something maybe to like lead you on, and then you're leading it on to, and it kind of goes from there. For sure, and that can be a lot of things because once I know a person's interests and uh, we've played maybe that game a couple times or I've just experienced things that you uh, react to on the internet or we've had conversations about certain things that we find hot. Then I like to use that to basically be the firm hand that 
enables you to do that thing that is more fun because someone's quote unquote making you do it. Oh, who doesn't like a daddy with firm hands? I know I do. Mm. So let's talk about, let's go into domination now. Um, I, I would say, right. I would, I think it's appropriate to say there's that kind of like two schools of thought. There's kind of like a harder, a hard domination and a soft domin soft domination. Um, which category do you find yourself more in the role of? I think you're right that there are two categories. I refer to them as the carrot and stick mm. where when you're the traditional BDSM dom, you are the sir, the alpha in charge. You're the one that beats and abuses the unworthy sub who gets to lick your boots because you're their superior and they're this inferior life form, which is very hot. And I like that a, a whole bunch, but it's also a lot more authoritarian than how I like to usually play because that is, uh, that's the stick method of uh, I am going to beat you because you are, not doing as I say, you are unworthy, and etc. And uh, that is great. And I've done a lot of that in my lifetime. But going back to what I said, like be the dad that you needed. I much prefer this idea of I can get exactly what I want from you just by asking, just by helping you realize that this is actually exactly what you want. And you're going to give it to me of your own free will. And doing it with just that gentle pulling and letting them come to the conclusion of, oh, I do want to be diapered and in this prostrate situation because I want to. And I want to do it for you rather than because they have to is what. I enjoy getting out of it. But, okay, Daddy. What happens if I'm an inexperienced little and I don't know what I want? How do I do that? Let me try stuff. I do the things that I know that I like to do. I know the things that a lot of people enjoy doing. And a something I think I learned on like TikTok or maybe Twitter or something, but it was this idea of when presenting options to kids, you give them like two options. And so they choose between, are you wearing your sneakers or are you wearing your like light up sandals today? And so either way, they're doing what you want, which is to put on their shoes, but you've given them an opportunity to pick which thing are they more comfortable with. And that gives them a choice and like a, a say in the discussion. And that makes it a little bit more palatable, especially for people who are more shy mm. or inexperienced. So, Daddy, how do you get a little into the headspace for a scene? So right now, now we've now we've met and we've gone through our expectations. How do you like to get a little into into the headspace for a scene? The way I always start is with the diaper because that is the, the situation where that uh, the line is crossed is you have uh, 
stripped down usually most like all the way and i am asking you to be in a prostate prostrate position such that i can uh basically dress this very sensitive part of you and i get to uh take my time i get to like talk about how embarrassing the situation is and uh oh you really like this one because it's got like your favorite color which is pink on it and just going narrating through the process kind of talking about how uh you're in this situation because like you really want to you're excited to be able to like be all safe and snugly in your diaper so I feel like the the diaper change itself is a big part of what helps set the tone. It's kind of like that gradient into where we want our subspace to be, where I want my headspace to be. And I just choose my language carefully such that I am I'm speaking to those the interests that I know that they are looking for. If it's just because they want to feel little. Then I'll talk about what uh, a cute little uh, tyke they are. And if they're maybe not so little, then I'll teach them about, like, once we get your thick diaper on, then we'll, we'll go out to the playground and so everybody can see your, your big poofy butt running around. How's that sound, sport? And they some people really resonate with that aspect of it. And so it really depends on the person, but really it's just kind of me – relaxing into my daddy headspace such that I can be that like calm that helps them get into whatever headspace they're trying to get into. Oh, I guess I never thought about it that way too. Yeah. I guess it would be not only you getting the little into the headspace, but you yourself are getting into a daddy headspace as this is happening. Right. Like subs talk about very often is that, I'm very in charge in my day-to-day life. And so it's nice to have that control taken from me. It's something I've heard lots of times. It's something that I relate to, but I too am a person with a lot of real life responsibilities. I have trash to take out and food to eat and all of that. And so it still requires me and any Dom to go like do their own transitioning into, I am ready to treat this person in a way that I will find satisfying and they will find satisfying. So before the interview, we kind of talked about how you're not really a fan of punishments. You're more of a fan of corrective behaviors. So, Daddy, what are some corrective behaviors that you enjoy implementing? I love standing in a corner. There's something about being an adult that has to put their nose into a corner for a certain period of time that pushes buttons because it's a uh is a soft form of control again i don't want to force someone to do anything i'm not pushing you around i'm not shackling you to my bed well i mean that depends but uh Mm -hmm. i'm not having to force you down into the shackles i want you in that corner because like i told you to and you will stay there because you respect my authority and they're willingly submitting themselves to the fact that yes what i have done is not what was anticipated but now Without any kind of restraints or uh, equipment, I am uh, in this, like, degraded situation. 
But daddy, what happens if I'm a, I'm a good boy? Do I have to go stand in the corner? That depends. Do you want to stand in the corner because you know you haven't been a good boy? I think I have been. All right. Then we can just snuggle and play instead. How's that sound? <gasps> that sounds like fun. Not a boy. That's a lot to hear. Yeah. So let's talk about... So now that you've gotten you've gotten me into a diaper and I'm feeling all swirly-eyed and cuddly and whatever other things I'm feeling, how do you keep a little in a diaper? How do you keep the scene going? I've honestly found that to be a little challenging because after a while, when you settle into whatever you're doing, then it can get kind of repetitive. I My big thing is I'm huge into cuddling. I love a snuggle. I just want to wrap that little kiddo up my arms and like rub their belly and their arms and squeeze their thighs and pat their diaper as well as stick a, like run a finger down the, uh, the leg gather to make sure that they know that I have access to the places of them that I want access to. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really big part of most of the scenes that I get into, but really it depends on what we wanted that scene to be like with, a uh, scene that I have with Christopher, who is a very experienced uh, ESM sub, is going to be rougher. It's going to be maybe more uh, sexual content that happened before, maybe even after. But it really comes down to who I'm playing with. If they're the kind of person that likes being a uh, a porter puppy and having me uh, pee down the back of the diaper, then mm-hmm. very happy to do that. But if they're little and they just want to uh, snuggle with a, a stuffy while we watch a movie and I tease them about how cute they are, then I'll do that too. But I have definitely found myself in positions where I thought, well, what do I do next? And then having to myself realize that I can just relax and see how they're doing and uh, just keep trying to have fun, check in with them, see what they want. Yeah, because I guess th- that would be one of my biggest fears meeting up with another daddy is that there would be a lull, right? We all we all fear that awkward silence. And so I guess what it you kind of touched upon it, but what I'm hearing is it's okay to have those lulls, those awkward silences. You're both humans. Just just keep going. Just let the scene play out is what I'm hearing when that happens. Absolutely. You, that's a great point to check in is when you feel that lull and you say, well, how are you doing in this moment? And uh, they can then have the opportunity to say, well, actually, I love for this to change or maybe they're just good and want to keep doing exactly what it is. And it's really hard to go wrong with just like cuddling and uh, just doing what you already are doing is probably still enjoying it. And hopefully they'll tell you if they're not. Hmm. Let's talk about consent. How much should be discussed before a scene? How much should be discussed during a scene? And is there anything to discuss after a scene? Consent is so critical to really anything that we do, but especially things that involve sexuality when we're about to be incredibly intimate with each other's bodies and, uh, in these vulnerable head spaces that outside world might judge us for. So 
I'm sure there is a, a right answer, quote unquote, for how to express consent. But for me, I typically before the scene have an idea of what this person is into. Mm-hmm. And our consent process kind of spans over our conversations of this is something that I'd really like to do. And typically as I'm in my scene, we haven't had an, like an explicit, all right, we're going to do this. And then your uh, safe word is uh, tomato and uh, that part. But as I'm going into doing each thing, I'm not just doing it. I'm explaining what's going to happen partially to like build the, like the tension of this is going to happen to you and you're going to love it. And then that's the opportunity for consent to be expressed. I'm like, does that sound fun? And it's like, is that, is that okay? Do you want that? And then that is the opportunity for the little to express. Actually, I don't really want to do that. And they, okay, well, we'll do this instead. So consent to me is communication. And I always love to check in after a scene to ask what were things that you really enjoyed so I can do them again next time. And what are some things that you maybe change a little if uh, we did it, were to do it again. And so that way it's less of uh, going down a bullet point list of let's make sure everything's hunky-dory and more of creating an environment where you always feel comfortable to tell me no or to change what we're doing. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I guess that also brings up the freedom to like have a very improvised scene is when you're constantly checking in and seeing like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Or, you know, okay, we've done this is you want to try this. Was this okay? Was this too much? Right? Like it, it allows the improvisation allows the comfortability for scenes to grow in that sense. Oh, absolutely. So I don't get daddies in Newsies Nook very often. And so I was just, you know, you talk, you kind of talked about like what you enjoy, what you love to do with a little, but I think, are there any like any more phrases that for all the littles out there listening right now, could you spit off some like phrases that you think would like make them melt that you enjoy saying? You are a very good boy. And I am so proud of you. They love that. They did up. I did up. Things like, um, you love your diapers, don't you? Mm-hmm. You really, where's another good one? I think pretty much everybody just likes being called a good boy, honestly. Uh, I love... Oh, what a what a cute little diaper boy, and using words little, just the diminutives. Others that I really like. Uh, great job, sport. That's a good one. Good job, sport. That's a good one. Good job, daddy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and just now, just out of pure curiosity, you know. You are a very sexy man with a beard and all that, and you're very tall and your diaper and everything. There you go. Oh, so good. Um, what do you personally enjoy? Like, let's let's take let's take what the little wants out of the equation for like a hot second and just think about you for a second. What what really grinds your gears? What's like a really 
sexy, hot scene for you. Let, let's say you were in control of all the elements of the scene. And it wasn't, and we weren't thinking about um, what the little wants. This is, this, is, this is your moment, Daddy. What do you love in a scene? The premise is that I am the daddy in charge of this sub of whatever part of the ABR spectrum. What would I want to do? Yeah. Like if you could have your way with a little. I love public exposure mm. and the idea of being your truly authentic self, no matter where you are. And if that is a little boy in fire engine red shorter alls, then great. That's who I want you to be dressed as. And then we'll go to the movies. So in my head, I have this sub who is maybe a little reluctant and a little shy, but I still put them in uh, a diaper and a stuffer and another diaper put on their uh, tightly fitting dinosaur onesie and then their Velcro shoes. And then we, we go somewhere, we get ice cream. Um, and then that gives me the opportunity for lots of just public embarrassing stuff like butt pats and uh, wiping food off of their face, just things that are obviously paternal and uh-huh. not, not belittling, but, obviously shows that I am the caretaker in the situation and them being not anxious, but nervous about, Oh, what will the world think? And then them realizing that throughout the course of this day or this time period, they've been totally safe. Nobody's harassed us. You've been in the calm and protective presence of someone who cares about you being the person that you want to be and uh, no matter how offbeat that might be it's still okay the world didn't end nobody like came and threw red paint on us or something and you can continue to be this person this in a a safe fashion even like after the scene is over Mm, i like that I've not dabbled too much in public humiliation, but it would see it. I've I've done my fair share. I've I've mm-hmm. had my I've been pantsed in a Macy's, which is fun. And uh, you don't even have to go that far. Just the idea of oh, what if someone notices how big my butt looks? Nobody does. Everybody's so in their own head about like what their life needs and what they're doing that truly no one ever notices. Right. Well, before we leave, I thought it would be fun to kind of just do a speed round of this or that. So here we go. Soggy or soaked? Soaked. Soaked or messy? Soaked. Knee bounces or butt pats? Ooh, tough butt pats. Snoops or squishes? Oh, again, squishes. Wand or pillow humping? Hello, hum thing. Mm. Stickies or cummies? I don't think we choose. Uh, <laughs> stickies. Boy or son? Boy. Dad or sir? Dad. Dad. Well, 
thank you, Dad, for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about DLs and talking about soft domination. You're welcome, Sport. Thanks for having me on. It was great to catch up. Alright kiddos, before I go, I just want to give a quick shout out to Pup Fenrir and his boy Pup Temper. They hosted another Pup Night in Ventura and it was so much fun to see so many pups from different areas on the Central Coast and even LA pups come out and support. If you live in a community that doesn't have a strong pup community and you want to start a Pup Night, give their episode a listen. Alright kiddos, since I ran out of diapers, I couldn't hold it so I need to clean up this puddle. See ya! Bye! (laughs) 